The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this September 14th, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today. Man, this kind of just rolls off the tongue now, doesn't it? SeatGeek.com today and save yourself uh, 20 bucks on your first purchase at SeatGeek.com. Help support the 1420 podcast as well. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com and check out all their great articles and other podcasts, including the Crap Brood Sports Podcast, Sports Stole Podcast, Corner Booth, and Rise of the Occasion, and many, many more that are on there. All, every sports, every sport under the sun is there at BellyUpSports.com. So make sure you go check those guys out. Thanks for uh, we're proud members of that community. And thank you, everybody who listens to the 1420 podcast, 1420 in the morning on a daily basis. We thank you all for your support each and every day from the bottom of our hearts here at 1420 World Headquarters. Anyways, um, when Aaron Rodgers went down uh, earlier on this week on Monday night, I, I, you get to thinking about teams that I just don't get to have any luck, just the heartbreak that goes on through a, a sports fan's life. I know it's not life or death like we discussed on the September 11th show. It is just sport, and we shouldn't take it uh, too much to heart but see people do live and die by their teams they do uh they do experience heartache and they do experience uh certain uh you know maybe not hanging from a noose is kind of a bad thing to say or jumping off a bridge but when that when you're when you're passionate about your team and your team goes down you uh you never have a great feeling in your stomach you get over like me i get over it pretty quick and you go okay well tomorrow's another day or next season another season and everything else but sometimes it does drag on and you wonder about some fan bases how they've they've never won anything and never done anything in their lifetime and i've been i was born in 1974 yeah i'm not a i'm not a young uh, sports guy anymore so 49 years of age turned in August there you know you think over the years of how many teams haven't won a championship and and the the uh, the, uh, the the heartbreak that their fan their fan bases must have on a year in year year out basis think that this is going to be the, be the year this year we're going to break uh, the curse or whatever you might have the, if the Chicago Cubs can do it anybody can do it right one of those things like they did in 2016 uh, you wonder year in year out if, if, if this year your team's going to do it and you have that hope then baseball opening day it's it's a thing and football yet they have their season opener week one is this the year we're going to do it and hockey's the same way uh on every sport that that, that goes and you wonder uh, like the foul fan base react when they when something like to, to aaron Rodgers happened on uh on on monday night when he goes down because they had pretty high hopes there uh in new york for the jets for to get their first championship since this, uh, the late 60s i believe with uh, joe namath i think that's their only one uh, um, doesn't much matter. I, I'm not a big Jets guy, so I don't really care. But you, you wonder how many uh, like other fan bases or the, like the fan bases that have uh, losing records, losing seasons, no championships, get to the finals, don't get the finals, on and on it goes. You just wonder like how many uh, uh, like how many fans just stick with their team, how many fans eventually just drop drop their teams and then switch allegiances. I don't know uh, how that happens, but it, it, it can happen where you just have enough and say, that's it, I'm not doing this anymore. It's too hard on my heart. It's too hard on my head. It's too hard on my wallet and everything else so they you, you kind of get a chuckle when that happened to uh to the jets on monday night when when they go oh jesus not again they didn't win that football game uh wilson came in and he uh pretty, pretty pedestrian performance we got the job done i think it was more more the of the uh 
the Bills losing that game than the Jets winning that game. But it, you, you wonder like when how fan bases react to it. And I, so I got to think about doing this uh, little compilation show, a top five, a top five uh, podcast, top five uh, YouTube's uh, a show of uh, of the uh, most disgruntled fan bases out there in my lifetime since I started watching sports. Like I said, I was born in '74. Uh, I don't really have many recollections about the, the sports world before 1979. So all, so I'm kind of going to going to go from there about the top five fan base with the most heartache since 1979 uh, that haven't won a championship, that haven't done anything, any kind of damage, that have come close but no, come close but no cigar, and and, and on and on it goes. So uh, we'll start. Uh, we'll start this uh, top five list. Number five, I have the uh, the San Diego Padres. The San Diego Padres have never won a a World Series. Expectation really high going into the season after making the uh, NLCS last year. Star Sled lineup this year. They're looking to get back to World Series for the third time in their illustrious history. Uh, they're not going back. They're, they're under 500 by a lot. Good, good game last night with the Dodgers. But uh, for the third time in their history, they, the others were in 1984 when they ran the Detroit Tigers and the Roar of 84, one of the greatest teams in baseball history, where they lost in five games. And then in 1998, where they were uh, swept aside by the uh, New York Yankees. Mark Langston, he really got screwed. If anybody who remembers watching that game with the, that series with the Yankees, Mark Langston got screwed by umpire Richie Garcia on a 2-2 pitch that should have been called a strike. And, uh, the great Bam Tino, Tino Martinez hit a grand slam on the very next pitch. The Yankees probably would have won that World Series regardless, but it's kind of funny how that all turns out. Uh, they, they, the, they haven't had much success there. They have a great uh, a great stadium at Petco Park. They got great uniforms. They got a star-studded lineup. Uh, Tony Gwynn played there for a long time, but the the uh, you, you got it. And Trevor Hoffman was a great closer for for those Padres teams back in the days where they could never get it done. Uh, it's just one of those that they they have a great fan base down there. They just never seem to, to uh, put it all together. And this year, you think like the fans were thinking that they could get a uh, get to a World Championship again, like you see Scott Broach just throwing it across the field back there in nineteen. 1998 to put an end to the Padres World Series aspirations back then, but the the Padres just de- never get it done. Never will. I don't think they ever will get it done. Maybe it's just one of those teams that's actually cursed and won't get it done. And there's the great Tony Gwynn on the screen there. Great story team, great uniform, great mascot, the whole bit. And this year where they have they can't put it all together. Uh, Star started line this year with uh, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Blake Snell is probably going to get himself a Cy Young award this year and get himself a great big contract. Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, Josh Hader, Xander Bogarts, on and on. It goes with that with that Padres team. So you, you got to wonder what goes to a Padres fan uh, heart and head. If they're ever going to get one, they 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 just don't seem to put it all together. And the heartbreak they only had six. They've only had sixteen winning seasons since nineteen sixty nine. So it's got to be hard being a Padres fan going in there year after year and knowing that you know, there's a, probably a good chance you're not going to uh, to put one together. Uh, number four on my list is the is the Buffalo Bills. They've never won a Super Bowl in my life. A lot actually never won a Super Bowl. Lost four straight from ninety one. 94, two in a row to those powerhouse Dallas teams in 1993-94. Uh, in 1991, re- remembers the uh, field goal missed by Scott Wideright Norwood uh, with eight seconds left in Super Bowl 25. Uh, really haven't done much since except lose uh, that heartbreaking fashion. The uh, what was it called? The Music City Miracle. Frank Wycheck uh, and on and on it went to to Kevin Dyson for the win. 18 years uh, in between playoff appearances and now a team that everybody expects to do, to do a lot of damage. Uh, just has not got it done. Everybody thought they were a, a Super Bowl shoe-in last year. Didn't get it done. And then they uh, they ran into a, a powerhouse Kansas City Chiefs team. Uh, other than 13 seconds, they probably should have won that game in 2021. But they let Patty Mahomes run around a little too much and get that job done. And there's the, the wide right uh, that Scott 
out in Norwood, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, it's one of those things you, uh, Great teams throughout history, uh, but, you know, was anybody really actually surprised when they lost that game on Monday night? That's the Bills are going to Bills. Maybe there's not that good of a, a football team. Uh, Josh Allen, maybe he's not that guy. He had some pretty disparaging comments after the game. Said, oh, he's sick of this crap. Well, maybe it's you, Josh Allen. Maybe you're, you shouldn't have been anointed the chosen one and everything else. Uh, the same old crap he said. So maybe, maybe it is you and it's maybe the uh, the fan base of the Buffalo Bills. But to to go through four losing, uh, losing four Super Bowls in a row, that's got to be tough on the psyche. It's got to be tough on the, on the head. Four for the fan base there's no doubt about that so you got to wonder what's going on and they've had some great players back in those 90s days they didn't have a like you're going to four Super Bowls is tough it's really it's tough to lose four Super Bowls but going to four in a row has got to be a tough thing you think of Jim Kelly Thurman Thomas Andre Reed Eric Moulds uh Bruce Smith on the defense even you can think back to the Doug Flutie in the Flutie Flakes days uh he was a great player back then coming out of the CFL and then going to to play for the, in the Buffalo Bills and everything else so Flutie was a uh, been a lot of hard heartache in Orchard Park a lot of uh, things haven't gone right for the Bills. They have a great fan base. I think they're getting a new stadium too. And But NFL fans, they, they follow their team. But it's got to be a little bit tough year in, year out being a, a Buffalo Bills fan, knowing that you uh, you can come so, cl- so close but no cigar year in, year out. Like I, I uh, You got to laugh a little bit when you think of a team not winning a Super Bowl or a Stanley Cup and, and going to the, the finals over and over. Uh, is it better to have loved and lost and never loved at all? Kind of one of those things. But you, you got to think that it's got to be tough between the ears to go year in, year out and then not get one and, and uh, a close but no cigar might be worse than getting blown out and not making the playoffs at all. It's just one of those thoughts. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that, but it's a kind of a, a thing that I've always thought about. Like if uh, you, you want your team to win, but you don't want your team to lose in the World Series, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, it would be uh, tougher. I think it would be, be tougher to take your team losing a championship at that point than when you're, and your team's out in, say, September or, or even August, like the Yankees are this year, obviously. Uh, number three on my list of teams with uh, with the heartache that never just goes away, the Philadelphia Flyers. She's a true Rocky story, where Rocky Bobo is from in uh, Philadelphia, born and raised. Oh, that was uh, the Fresh Prince. But um, the Flyers, have, uh, they won a couple of cups in my lifetime, but like I said, it wasn't around when I can remember. They last won a Stanley Cup uh, with the Broad Street Bullies in uh, 1974-75, aptly named Broad Street Bullies with uh, Bobby Clark at the helm and Dave the Hammer Schultz and all the rest of them going on there. They lost in 1976 to Montreal, 1980 to the Islanders, 85 and 87 to those great uh, Gretzky-led Oiler teams, 97 to the Red Wings, and 2010 that Blackhawks team. 90, or 87, they were actually down three games to one, and they came back up with a young Ron Hexton in net, and they uh, almost won that series uh, back in Edmonton, lost 3-1 in that game, I believe it was. Mark Messier scored the winner with about 10 minutes left, so they had a chance to win that game, and uh, Ron Hextall actually got the uh, MB, the Conn Smythe Trophy, won the MVP for the a losing team. It's only been happened four times. They're all goalies to do that. But yeah, so the 97 Lindros, the Legion of Doom team, they had some damage. They ran into that powerhouse Detroit Red Wings team. They didn't really have much of a chance. I think that Detroit team ended up having nine Hall of Famers on, on that squad and everything else. But in the Blackhawks dynasty, uh, that started that one in 2010. Like I said, it was an unexpected uh, going to the finals that year. But it's just something that happened. That goal scored by Patrick Kane in overtime in game six. Nobody uh, still saw that puck going except for Patrick Kane. And you remember that one and how that all came about. But uh, goaltending has always been a problem with the the Flyers. You, you think back to uh, Pelly Lindbergh when he passed away from a, a, a car accident. Drunk driving, I think it was, when he ran his portion to a brick wall. Uh, but the goaltending has never been a thing, a big strong suit for the Flyers. And they're kind of in the doldrums right now. Carter Hart, you don't know how long he's going to be around. The Flyers are in a big rebuild. And you wonder, like that heartache, that's another one. You go to that many finals, 85, 87, 80, 76, uh, 2010, and 97. I don't know if I said them all out of order, but that's 
there's got to be a bit of a kick in the pills for that fan base to get come so close and, and not win because uh, you, you God that, that's got to be tough like I said when you uh, when you build a winning team and you come that close and those Philly fans there they're very passionate about their team but they just can't seem to get it done so there's number three on the list of uh, of teams of uh, fan bases heartache and number two on my list is the uh, it's this one is a bit of a tough one it's kind of funny you think about the Cleveland Indians how they haven't won a World Series in 87 years or 1948 so do the math on that that's uh, 85 years now right 85 53 75 years I'm not a math guy this morning for some reason. Whatever. It doesn't much matter. But bet when, you're, when your team is best known for having a, ba- a bad baseball team on a movie and rebuild and the whole thing with that major league was um, Charlie Sheen on the hill and everything else, Ricky Vaughn, when you're best known for that and not, not winning anything, that's kind of a, a surefire sign for the heartache that the, the Cleveland Indians fans had. They've had some success. They were quite bad. The last world, they had some success in the mid-90s. There were some awful teams there with Cleveland between the, the 70s and early 90s, but they put it all together a little bit. They made the World Series uh, in 95 and 97, losing to Atlanta in 95. Those great Atlanta teams. They should have won a lot more. There's some heartache too, but they they have a, man, that, that Atlanta team this year is really good. But more recently, uh, 2016 when they lost to the Cubs in that, that game seven with one of the best uh, game sevens, one of the best series in baseball history that I've in my, in, in my lifetime anyways, but those, those Cleveland teams have all, they had some great talent, some great uh, chance to win world series. The, the 97 loss to the Miami Marlins, that was still a basically an expansion team was a, a hard one to watch, but those Cleveland fan base, they were, they stuck through there when they first opened Jacobs field and they got rid of the old place, uh, the, the Cleveland stadium, a municipal stadium, whatever it was. And uh, just things haven't gone well. They were kind of the, the laughing stock with Major League, the laughing stock of baseball, but the fan base goes on a, on a pretty consistent basis now. They're a, they're a mid-market, to small market team. They just can't get it done. They had some great players throughout the years. You think of the Jim Tomey and Carlos Baerga and Albert Bell and Kenny Lofton and Manny Ramirez. I guess they just never had the pitching to get it done. Uh, in 2017, they thought they had a, a World Series cha- a caliber team. At one point that season, they won 22 in a row and just done, didn't get it done. They ran into a, a Yankees, a young gun a Yankees team, the Baby Bombers, and uh, D.D. Gregorius hit a couple home runs in the uh, in game five there to, to shut that down when, when Cleveland was up two games to nothing in that best of five series. Uh, you know, I remember I was jumping around hooting and hollering when that one all went down with the uh, with the Cleveland Indians and the New York Yankees. But yeah, Cleveland just can't seem to get it done. And after 85 years, whatever it was, to not win a World Series, that's got to be a, a really, really tough thing to swallow, tough pill to swallow because it's uh, to not win in that many years and come so close and to, to go to a World Series and uh, be a playoff contender in a in a pretty weak American League Central Division now, but to have a chance a, a few years back, and then you go back to those 95, 97 teams and playoff appearances throughout, and a lot of great talent that they end up losing to free agency because of the small market they are, but to to, to, to not go and have that uh, that hard, especially the, that one in 2016 must have been tough to the, uh, the Chicago Cubs. So there's my number number five or number number two on the list of uh, t- sports teams with uh, a lot of heartache. And number one, I uh, there's probably no surprise to anybody who listens to the 1420 podcast, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, that's the heartache. I may be biased this one, but the Leafs fan base, they, they're very loyal, but they ha- haven't won anything since 1967. Uh, they, not, they haven't been to the finals since 1967. 1967 is also the last year there was only six teams 
in the National Hockey League, so they haven't had any success in the in the league since there was uh, only six teams, the original six. You think back then, just uh, from the Harold Ballard days, which in the 1980s where they were completely awful. I actually lived through those those days back uh, in in the in the 80s. My cousin played for the Leafs, so I got to see firsthand those Leafs uh, go to go to a, a lot of games when they were in Calgary and Edmonton. I got to see those those bad, horrific uh, Leafs teams back. Then you got to think 93, 94 when they did have some chances to go to the finals and to win a Stanley Cup with those great Doug Gilmore and Pat Burns led teams and everything else. They were some great teams. Felix Pot, Ben and Nett in 93-94 only to be uh, s- s- snubbed by Wayne Gretzky in what he says was the greatest game he ever played in Game 7 at Maple Leaf Gardens in 1993. Then the, the Kings went on to lose to the Montreal Canadiens that year. But then 94 when they lost in, in seven games or six games sorry to the Vancouver Canucks when going to the Stanley Cup Finals that year and losing to the New York Rangers in 94. But those Leafs teams have had some shots. They, like, they haven't won a series. They've been out of the playoffs uh, 10 times since 2004, lost in the first round seven consecutive times, including everybody remembers the uh, the 4-1 game in the against the Boston Bruins. I remember where, where I was sitting and my brother was, we were having a laugh at the Silver Buckle uh, Sports Bar in Medicine Hat. And uh, when it got to 4-1, they were allowed, at least were laughing it up and they ended up losing that one uh, 5-4 in overtime. There's only 10 and, 10 and a half minutes left in that game. The Leafs were up 4-1 in game seven. And that just kind of sums up the Leafs and how things go with the train in a Leaf Slam. So, and just say, uh, you don't see them win a cup this year. But Leafs faithful, they, they, they stick it out every year. They won a series last year, finally. Uh, they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in six games and then lost in five. That pretty should probably just should have got swept, swept aside by Stanley Cup finalists, uh, Florida Panthers. But it's one of those ones you, you laugh a little bit. Like, I'm a Leafs guy through and through. I'm not going to not gonna hide it, not going to sugarcoat it. But it's, uh, it's a tough pill to swallow that year in, year out. We just know they're not going to win. They have a lot of talent. They just don't got the, that team factor, that it factor. I don't know what it is, and I can't put my finger on it. Their goaltending isn't good enough. I mean, although we've talked a lot of times you don't really need to have a great goaltender you just have to need a serviceable goaltender who won't lose you games he'll stop all the um all the easy ones a few of the hard ones give your, your team a chance to win and the Leafs just don't have that but there's uh yeah so that's my uh my biggest heartache like I said maybe I'm biased if you guys have a, a team out there that uh you think that your your fan base or a fan base that I wasn't that I didn't include in today's show uh, get back to us at 1420sports at gmail.com or uh, just drop us a line on uh, on our, our our Facebook account or on Twitter you can find us all over the place we're we're all over all, all over we're all the time so yeah so there's my uh, there, there's my uh, five uh, teams of uh, fan base frustration over the years and heartache and soul searching and everything else. It's all starting again soon with the, the baseball playoffs are going to get going right away. We're only about like six, 15 games left in the major league season for a lot of teams. Uh, so just over uh, just, just under two weeks or just over two weeks, sorry. And then the NFL season starts. You already got teams, uh, people, uh, burning their jerseys and calling calling a season already and then uh, hockey's going to get going right away too with the regular season starts going or the, the exhibition season starts going I think, next week so it should be interesting to watch all that and all the uh, the heartache that goes along within people the high hopes and expectations that get dashed in an awfully quick basis so there, there it is there's my top five uh, heartache teams for the week here at 1420 in the morning on this september the 14th uh here is a uh, message from our friends at SeatGeek. the foul baller if there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. 
Well, there it is. Uh, thank you to our friends from SeatGeek. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase at SeatGeek.com for every every ticket under the sun. They got it there at SeatGeek, our longstanding sponsor. Thank you very much to the SeatGeek as well. Uh, let's do birthdays and on this day and get you guys out of here. On this day in 1987, the Toronto Blue Jays improved their record to 86 and 57 with an 18 to 3 beatdown of the Baltimore Orioles in front of 27,446 people in Exhibition Stadium in Toronto. The Jays hit 10 home runs in that game: three by Ernie Witt, two by Rance Smolnick, two by George Bell, one by Lloyd Mosby, Rob Ducey, and future Hall of Famer, the Crime Dog Fred McGriff. They all had home runs in the onslaught. Uh, Jim Clancy got the win on the mound for Toronto to improve his record uh, on the season to 13 and then the Jays finished the season with 90 at 96 and 66 good for second American League East two games back of the Detroit Tigers in what may have been the biggest collapse in baseball history losing seven in a row to end the season blowing a three and a half game lead uh, with uh, three with with uh, a week left three and a half games up with a week left, week left lose seven in a row and finished two back of Detroit I remember that well as a, uh, a baseball fan and Canadian baseball fan and everything else and it was uh, it was astonishing to watch what happened that that year with the Toronto Blue Jays, but uh, crazy how they uh, even put it together and how you, you you can't just win a couple of games, and especially when you end up with 96 wins, and that's when baseball is different, no wild card and everything else, so it's a, you had to win the division and and then you played this AL, ALCS and it was a World Series, and that was it. So on this day in uh, 1987, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays hit 10 home runs in a, in a 18-3 beatdown of the Baltimore Orioles and Happy 66th birthday to retired Major League Baseball player Tim Wallach, born on this day in Huntington Beach, California. Wallach was actually drafted twice, eighth round uh, of the 78th draft by the Angels, and the 10th overall in the first round of the 79th draft by the Montreal Expos uh, out of Cal State Fullerton. Wallach played 17 years in the big leagues, 13 of them in Montreal with the Expos, greatest, one of the greatest Expos of all time, uh, where he hit 204 home runs and collected 905 RBIs, uh, moving on when he played with the Dodgers and, and the Angels for uh, the, the end of his career four seasons there uh wallach was inducted into the canadian baseball hall of fame in 2014 and is the expo's all-time leader in games played hits doubles rbis and total bases i uh, always had a big lip of two and on everything else wallach was a hell of a player with those great montreal expos teams uh, of the 90s and 80s and everything else with the 80s nights with tim raines and andre dawson and everything else was going on andre's galarraga they they probably should have won some championships but they just uh, couldn't get her done just because well and then they moved to uh washington and the rest is history but yeah Oh, there it is. Happy birthday to Tim Wallach, born this day in ninth. Uh, in uh, Huntington Beach, California. Uh, thanks for listening to the show very much today, guys. If you watched on YouTube, thank you very much as well. We appreciate everybody who, uh, who follows us and every retweets and everything else. Uh, Jim at Fan in the Van, listen to your show this morning. Fantastic. Uh, look at how uh, maybe. Maybe the Jets got, just got to just got a little little Zachy boy doer and see what see what happens. I don't think they're going to go out and do anything. And can we please can we please stop with the Colin Kaepernick coming out of retirement or get, getting reinstated or whatever it's going to be? Not going to retire. You know what I mean? Colin Kaepernick hasn't played football in six years. I'm not going to just say, hey, come come take the uh, the keys to the Ferraris. One of those things. But anyways, there's a uh, fourteen twenty in the morning. Uh, thank you very much. Like I said, for listening to the show. Support our sponsors. Listen to Belly Up Sports. Uh, go to BellySports.com. Listen to all our great podcasts we got in there. Read their articles. Support the show and all on and on and on and it goes. But uh, Remember, everybody, it doesn't matter where you are, it's who you're with. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.